Watch poo. Hello. Hello. And welcome to the season seven Doskers. Woo! Yes, it's Dosker time already. Uh, the first Doskers of the 1970s. So we're trying out something new. We're using up the uh, 1970s technology that we have uh, borrowed from Professor Stallman. It's slightly different this season. We don't have a red carpet. We don't have all the guests uh, with us at the moment. Uh, we're going to be at different locations uh, across this season. So I'm here um, at the Project Inferno. Um, I've <laughs> the drilling stopped. It's all fine. Unfortunately, Edith wasn't available for the catering, so Petra's done some sandwiches. She's she was happy to do that. Who for? Who should done this catering for? Well, for me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm going over now. So Sarah isn't actually here um, at Project Inferno. Sarah, um, I'll just get in touch. Control unit woman, can you just press a button for me and uh, connect me to Sarah, please? So Sarah, you are over at the Seeley's house. Apparently, this couldn't be more 2021, just saying. It feels like every 2020-21 award season, but yeah, Mark, we're in remote locations. I'm zooming in. Yeah, so how's it going over there? I can hear the piano going and the drinks flowing. Fine, we're having a grand old time over here. How's Meg and the dog and Sam? Dog's dead, isn't it? Thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Well, I can see there you're having a great time. You've got a nice buffet. You've got everybody everybody round the piano and the table. To be fair, Meg's sandwiches are probably better than Petra's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what if Petra made... Oh, she's made cheese and onion here. I, I need Edith back. I need Edith back. Um, but, um, yeah, so we're going to be at different locations presenting the awards. Uh, we should start, really, if everybody is ready. Yeah, we're ready. Are you all right? Have you got a drink? Has Meg got you a drink? Yeah. Meg's definitely got me a drink. And Sam. Is it Sam? Yeah. <laughs> Meg and Sam. They're getting me trolled. Oh, I wish I was over there now. This is very bleak and industrial where I am. You've got a more, you've got a better setting than me. Anyway, uh, let's start. Shall I? Um, shall I go into best villain then? As always, we start with, yeah, okay. And the nominees are Channing, spearhead from space. Have you ever seen the Autons? Crude weapons of the single offensive function. The facsimiles like Scobies are perfect reproductions. Regan, the ambassadors of death. Stop making yourself useful. What if I don't? I might just lock you in there with them. The brigade leader, Inferno. You'll find it unwise to be insolent. How did you get inside this establishment? I pick your pardon. How did you get in here? Professor Stallman, Inferno. What about the computer? The what about it? Well, you can't just ignore it. I prefer to rely on my own judgment. I've been concerned with this operation for 11 years and I know more about the details surrounding it than any machine. Now, we, when we discussed this, we did say, didn't we, that we haven't got our alien warlords or our, you know, over-the-top, you know, Zaroffs or anything like that, have we? They're all very much power-mad leaders or scientists they just they tend to be like generals that don't like unit 
Pretty much all people that go up against a doctor that don't like the power. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Channing is a bit alien, isn't he? He was a, a basically he was an auton in the end of the day. Yes, that's true. You had to remind me who everyone was as well because I forgot because it's all very samey. Yeah, it was it was very difficult to really one to get it down to four and then also to decide a winner because they are very samey. So, shall do you would you like to announce? Have you got the envelope over there with you? Yeah, I do. I mean, if you've zoomed it to me yet. Well, I sent it in the post. Okay. Hang on, Megs is just going to the post box now to check. Okay, right, she's just got it back. Um, so the winner is Brigade Leader. Yes. Oh well, it it absolutely had to be. He was so he was so horrible, and he wasn't over the top, but he really was a proper villain. I fancied him, but other than that, yeah, he would like. Yeah, it's been an odd season for villains. It's, it was hard to choose, but he was definitely the standout. I mean, he was a great character. He was well acted. And, well, you never felt sorry for him, even when we knew that, you know, his whole world was coming to an end and everything. It didn't... Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just a shit. I know. Okay, Channing was a bit creepy. Um, Regan was a sort of criminal. Professor Starman was the over-the-top scientist. But really, the brigade leader, he just stood out because he was something a little bit different. Uh, and he, he had an eye patch as well. That was cool. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, really well deserved. And a memorable character, a memorable villain as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we'll all have a drink to the brigade leader. Raise your glasses. Um, unfortunately, he couldn't be here tonight. Uh, so, <laughs> we'll... Uh, Why not, Mark? Um, well, he's in another universe, isn't he? Oh, true. So, um, you're going to hold on to the award for him, aren't you, in... Uh, and just keep it, I suppose. He didn't really... Like, he deserved it, but he really doesn't deserve anything. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> cool. Um, so, I think you're going to head over now. Um, you're going to announce Best Monster, aren't you? Um, but I've just got... There's a unit helicopter coming in to pick you up. So Of course there is. It's going to take you to Wenley Moor, because that's more fitting for Best Monster, I thought. So, can you... Look, look, I can hear it coming in. Are you all right to get in it? Can you hear yeah, me still? still? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are you getting in yeah. it? Yeah, oh, I'm in it. Remember your envelope and your awards. Okay. There we go, everyone. She's off. She's off. Um, so... <laughs> Are you okay to announce Best Monster while you're in the helicopter? <laughs> sure. The Autons spearhead from space. Silurians from the Silurians. This strange species has developed some kind of civilization. We need to study it. Ambassadors from the Ambassadors of Death. We are ambassadors and came in peace. And the Primords from Inferno. Yeah, I mean, a really easy category. Um, Sarah's just coming into land now, so she'll be with us in a sec. Uh, (laughs) Very monster-like, because we had just... It was just people and government and soldiers and scientists. So the monsters that we did have... 
okay, they were fairly memorable. They were fairly good. I mean, you know, they were a good bunch. Uh, but again, very limited. I mean, it was just the four. Uh, so Can I just say, I never want to do the awards this way again. <laughs> All right, why? I feel like I'm doing a challenge Annika <laughs> Well, it is like that, isn't it? It is. Are you okay? How's the more? How's the more? Fine. Do you know what? Next time, Mark, I want one venue. I want my cocktails and I want to... <laughs> Okay, 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 here's... Okay, fine, fine, okay. I will get the helicopter to you. You can come to Project Inferno here, okay, and we'll have a drink. I'll get Ralph Cornish to make us a drink, okay? Why can't we all go back to Meg's? We're having a right riot there. Okay, we'll go back to the Sealy's, fine, okay. <laughs> well, you're at the Moors now, so we might as well chat while we're there. <laughs> you had your own escorted unit helicopter. What more do you want? Just to be in one place... Not in a helicopter. She's saying who's like been nominated and who's won. And probably getting drunk in the process. That's what I want. All right, you go back to the ceiling. I will get Bessie and get everybody in and we'll drive off to there as well, okay? We'll meet there. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll, we'll announce Best Monster first, though. Um, who's announcing? Me. You. Okay. Um, so the winner of Best Monster is... Normally... This is what I mean. Normally, we talk through our nominees. Well, we okay. Sorry, that's okay. Let's do that then. Um, <laughs> it's because we're moving around so much that we're not time to do it. Technology, isn't it? <laughs> okay. Well, the Autons. I love the Autons. I think they're amazing. Yeah, I think they're strong. Um, scary, memorable. They've got that great moment when they come out of um, the department store windows. Yeah, that classic moment. Silurians, not so much. We didn't really like the voices. You can sort of see the zip up the back. But, you know, creative. The ambassadors. Now, when we say ambassadors, we're saying for the space-suited aliens, not the blue thing behind the blinds. And Okay, technically it's the spacesuit rather than the ambassadors inside them, but that image of the spacesuit is really, really good and scary. Yeah, and it's really iconic. And uh, the Primords as well. Mm, okay, it's a bit sort of mutation mutation-y. It's, you know, human-based. It's more, it's more like B-movie horror film than monster. Yeah, they're not like a classic monster. You can imagine like some sort of scary movie of the time using the exact same effects. Um, yeah. Very it's not imaginative. Yeah. Or clever yeah. in that way. Um, no. Oh no! Oh, uh oh. What? I've got green on me. <laughs> I just put my hand in some green slime. I thought they cleared it all this up. This wouldn't have happened if we were in one location, Mark. <gasps> well, I thought Petra was cleaning up. She wasn't. <laughs> the rest of the podcast announcements will be done by me, apparently. Uh, well, no, Mark. I'm fine. I think I've got a bit tired. I'll put a... these white gloves on. I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm definitely getting Edith back. Right. Uh the winner of Am I announcing it? Yes. No, me. Okay. You said them, didn't you? No, yeah, wait, you... I said them, you say. Yeah. Uh the winner of Best Monster for season seven is The Autons. Ooh. I mean, yeah, they're they're great. Really strong, memorable. Particularly as it was the first story for this doctor it was like bam here we are yeah really sets the tone of the season actually 
because it, it's not like a Dalek or a... You know, imagine if the Silurians were the first one of the story, it wouldn't have that much of a, a same kind of impact, would it? And like, like Mike said, like they're fast as well, like they move. Yeah, and they're indestruct- you know, indestructible, you're shooting them and they just keep coming forward. And Whereas like a Silurian or a Primord would just, just sort of... and falls down and... Okay then, uh, next category... My favourite, my favourite, always my favourite. We get the most out of this category, don't we? Best supporting character. The nominees are Sam and Meg Seeley, Spearhead from Space. I never know the woman as fast as you, Meg. Then why the soldiers still here then? Ralph Cornish, the Ambassadors of Death. Doctor, I need your help to communicate with the ambassadors control unit woman or actually technically it's control unit assistant the ambassadors of death stage one now jettisoned and greg sutton inferno doctor you've got a monster sized fire extinguisher just waiting for you in there what a great category and two of the nominees are with me now uh, oh, they've just popped out for a second, but um, of course, I was uh, going to say, Mark, what have they got to say? <laughs> <laughs> Ralph is just uh, sorting out his tie uh, and control unit woman. She's she's actually you know configuring the uh, the podcast for us right now, so she's very busy, uh, so she can't actually speak right now. There's no camera for us to talk into. That's why. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's start. Sam and Meg, are you back there now? There they are. There they are. Oh. <sighs> There they are. They've gone off now. You can't even speak to them. Uh, but um, great. Well, we put them as a couple. Yeah, iconic. Okay. Well, why? Why are they the icons? Just, it's it's just great. Just that first story when you meet them. It's like you could imagine them. That like it's just great. They're just great. They're funny. They're like a nice like relief to what is a really scary monster as well. Yeah, and it brings it because it's set on Earth, isn't it? It's that sort of everydayness, those everyday characters. Like you can imagine this couple. You you kind of like you know you can think who they are, what show you've seen them from, or something like that. It feels very normal. Mm. And Ralph Cornish, cool, calm, and collected throughout the um, Ambassadors of Death, he's just sitting there, he's getting on with his job and nothing phases him. Uh, even, the, you know, acted well as well. I mean, that guy, when he, after he's been in The Dominators, he's probably like, oh, another Doctor Who script, what's this going to be about? And <laughs> it was so much of, more of an improvement for him. Oh, yeah. And he's on the Doctor's side. I mean, he doesn't trust the Doctor just at the beginning, but then actually he's like, okay, this guy knows what he's talking about. Let's listen to him. Sends him up into space. Like, nobody is on his side. There's so many secret backstabbing spies and bombs and all that stuff. And Ralph is there right in the middle, just like trying to get on with it. (laughs) Okay, and another controversial nominee, I think, is Control Unit (laughs) Assistant, we will call her. Uh, (laughs) Why did she make the final four? (laughs) (laughs) Because... To be a supporting character, you have to be memorable. And her talking into the camera is memorable to me. She gives <laughs> it this sass, and I love it. And also, she's not phased by anything. In the same way that Ralph isn't, nothing phases her. Do you know what I mean? Like, they think he's going to blow up. She is not phased. She's like, 
cool and calm. She's got Rapunzel vibes running through her. Okay, I think we need to name her. Okay, what do you want to name her? Well, what do you think she should be called? We can't just call her Control. What, what, like... That's what a job title is. That's what you said she's in the book, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but she doesn't have... In the credits or anything, she doesn't have a name. We should name her. We can't just name her. What do you think she's called? Esmeralda. Esmeralda? No. Oh, no. What do you think? I don't know. I was going to just say, like... Oh, I don't know. (laughs) No, exactly, Mark. Tell you what, listeners, pop us some comments what she should be called. Yeah, what is her name? Yeah, or if she has a name, it might be in a book somewhere. You never know. Someone's named her. And then finally, Greg Sutton. And we're talking talking multi-universe Greg Sutton here, right throughout. Every universe has a Greg Sutton. Greg is a babe. Like... He is a babe. Like, even in the alternative universe, he is still, like, on it. Do you know what I mean? He's been, like, brought in to do his best. Like, he does oil rigs, not, like, drilling to the Earth's core. But he's still, like, contributing. He's helping and he's, like, and he's on it. And he knows he knows his shit. I can't believe you remember that he does oil rigs. I can't believe you remember that, that character detail. I do when it's Greg. <laughs> I do think of Greg's though when you say Greg, which might make me like him even more. <laughs> like, when I say Greg, what about when you say Greg? What? When I say Greg, you say Greg. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> it reminds you of Greg's when I say Greg. No, and when I say Greg. When oh, I, right, when that's anyone... what I was saying. Just, is it just me? <laughs> or is it when you say it as well? <laughs> when I say, when I Greg, say Greg, you, you say, say Greg. Greg. When you say Greg. Greg. <laughs> say Greg. Greg. Greg's. Greg's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there we are. Right. Um, Greg the musical coming soon. <laughs> oh, Inferno the musical. That would be good. Um, right. Shall we announce then? Would you like to announce? Yes. And the winner for Best Supporting Character is... Greg Sutton. Yes. Absolutely. Absolute there we are. We, winner. We will be serving sausage rolls uh, and <laughs> steak bakes in his honour. <laughs> what a boss. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That is brilliant. Um, so, next one. Next one. Best okay. story. Best story. Well, we've only got four to go from. Yeah, so shortlisting's easy. <laughs> yeah, would you like to just announce them? Sure. And the nominees are... Spearhead from Space. What do you think of my new face, by the way? Hmm? Yeah. I wasn't too sure about it myself to begin with. Doctor Who and the Silurians. I feel dizzy. Yes, well, I expect those antibiotics are wearing off. You'd better get out of the sick bay and have another, another jab. What about you? I'm all right. Oh, come on, Doctor, I think you... Liz, I'm all right. The Ambassadors of Death. Now let me go back to Earth, and I will give you my personal assurance that your ambassadors will be returned to you. But you do not even know where they are! Inferno. Listen to that! You want to end your lives fighting like animals? <laughs> I like your announcer voice. 
<laughs> we always do that, don't we? We always go into our, the, that announcer voice. Into formal, and the nominees are... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spearhead, all on film. The look of it really does stand out. I know we shouldn't really judge it just on the look of it, but... Yeah, but it's part of it. It's part of the experience, I think. As someone that's having to do this, I find that... That is part, whenever I've really not enjoyed a story, it's usually because the set is shit and, you know, it's just filmed all a bit naff and crap as well. So it definitely, and also what a great introduction to this new Doctor. Mm, Do you think you would have enjoyed the other stories more if they were all done on film like that? Like imagine if they were in proper science facilities on film. Yes, and even, you know, imagine the Silurians on film. Would also, probably four episodes, wonderful length. I enjoy four. But, you know, the Silurians, if they filmed in real caves, you know, that would... Although, we will give credit to all the sets throughout this season that aren't bad sets. I can't think of any set that's a bit like... Like, they all look big and spacious. If, if you think of, um, what was it, the... First Doctor, when they were on, was it the moon? And they were underground. And it's the very last story he did, and it was with Ben and Polly. Oh, Tenth Planet. Tenth Planet. So that's that. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. But it was that one room, and it was tiny. Do you know what I mean? And then look at, like, the sets that we've got now. They're massive spaces with, like, loads of, like, space for them to move around, and you've still got loads of characters in that space. Yeah, and... Well, but then also they don't have to build alien sets. They don't have to do weird, like, opening doors or sliding doors or... No, it's just rejigging one set to be something else another week. The most alien thing we had was the Silurians, like, underground lair thing, but even that was... Rocks and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah. And stories overall, that you know, they have been interesting. There's nothing... I've enjoyed this season more. I was wary of the length. But actually, I would go back and watch all of those again. And I don't know, Spearhead for me is probably in my top 10 or top 20. (laughs) Um, But I would go back and watch these ones. They're not like terrible. And it's a strong, and you can see why people like this season. Like this is, you know, fan favourite. I would if I was watching other things in between. Yeah, like an episode a week. Yeah, maybe not binging the whole lot or something. Well, no, it's as in like, if I did this and then did something completely different and then did the next one and then did something... Com- because it's just all on Earth, by the end I was like, I'm bored of this. But, like, that first episode and the second as well, like, it's not it's not a thing against any of the stories, actually. It's just... Uh, I think when you're doing it in order like this, you really notice how samey that is and you start to notice them the cheap production choices that were made. Well, I mean, it was a production choice to be ex- to have him exiled on Earth because they were like, we don't have to make Alien Play. It was a budget thing at the end of the day. That's that's why it, they wrote it like that. Yeah. You know, so, uh, it, yeah, it's interesting how that, and then that's formed this whole, you know, unit and Brigadier and all of that. It's all really come from a budget point of view. <laughs> Cool, and not much TARDIS. Not much TARDIS, which I, it's a shame there's not much TARDIS. No. And uh, a shout-out for Chris for Inferno. 
<laughs> yeah, he loves Inferno. <laughs> I think he would be voting for Inferno. <laughs> we mentioned Inferno. Well, they mentioned Inferno so many times. <laughs> Chris mentioned Inferno so many times. <laughs> uh, it's one of his favourite stories. So, you know, <laughs> you've got to talk about your favourite stories. It's funny. Um, okay, so shall we announce the winner? Yeah. Okay, and the winner of Best Story is... Spearhead from Space. Yeah. I think people thought, well, I don't know, actually. I think people would be, like, thinking Inferno, maybe. Chris is slamming his drink down now, his Terry Nation. It- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Inferno, I know it was voted for the 40th anniversary. It was in, like, the top ten, I think. Um, Spearhead, it never gets quite to the top ten, but it is up there. Uh, maybe that's changed now, but it's a good entry point to show someone Doctor Who like I could have started with colour with you and been like let's not do the 60s yeah and I'd have just been like rolling with that it's a great story but the problem with that is if you're like right here we go colour Doctor Who you're going to watch something from the 70s you do Spear from Space then you've got to do Silurians Ambassadors and that and then actually those longer ones it starts off great but I, I couldn't you know that could have put you off more quickly if you've gone into those ones. Yeah. Inferno's great. But at least in the 60s, you do get that variety. Absolutely, yeah. And you get some real... Like, we'll talk about it next, but I've really missed the characters, the supporting cast. We've had a few. It's not been so terrible. It's a very different sort of ask, I feel. Well, you've got no Katarinas or Ediths. They were not... They were not supporting cast, Mark. I'm sorry. They did not travel. Okay, whatever the cast are in the role. But Edith never travelled in the TARDIS, Mark. So she doesn't count. She's just... So you mean, like, head. yeah, but... Who, okay. She couldn't even who do, do the catering miss? today. She's not that devoted to you. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's having a season off. Um, okay, so who's a character that you miss? Name a character. Um, Vicky... She's not a support. She's a companion. Yeah, that's what I mean. Those ones. Not supporting in terms of like... Oh, sorry. I thought you meant supporting. Okay, you missed the companion. So, yeah, but you've got Liz. Yeah, but it's not the same. Like, I think Liz... Look, let's just get on to the category. Okay, sorry. Okay, so the next category is best regular. (laughs) And that's what I meant. Sorry, regular. Okay, I'm saying it, aren't I? Okay, let me just... Let me just park up Bessie a second, and I'll say it in Bessie. <laughs> oh, we should have put Bessie down as best regular. Well, we didn't. I mean, now's your chance if you want to, but... Mm, no. She's not a regular, it's a car. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, the nominees for best regular are... The Doctor, Liz, and The Brigadier. This is always a short category anyway. Um, but Liz's job in this is so different to what a companion's job normally is. I would say because she supports the doctor in the way she does, she counts as a companion. Oh, she definitely counts as a companion. Okay, yeah, there's the rule that she hasn't travelled in the TARDIS. We'll just skip that. But she's been in different multiple stories, so, you know. Yeah. But then the Brigadier I don't count as a companion. companion. What do you count him as? Just regular supporting character, really. Interesting. 
like if I did have a list of companions, you know, companions of Doctor Who, Susan, Ian, Barbara, Vicky, Stephen, I wouldn't have the Brigadier there. That's so interesting because I would. I think if you're going to put Liz there, you have to put the Brigadier in the same way. You see, well, like, my rule would be that they travel in the TARDIS and they go on adventures, but I know Liz hasn't as yet. Which is why Katerina is in, even though Katarina I disagree. Did. She went from Troy. Okay, yeah, 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 but I, I don't think Katerina counts as a companion. But She went from Troy to Kemble. So shall we announce the winner? Yep, yeah, I'll announce. And the winner is Liz Shaw. Yes, it had to be. Yeah, she's great. She's so good had to be she just had so many good moments and yeah i think sometimes she gets a bit forgotten as a companion sometimes uh because you've got you know quite there's quite some larger characters either side of her in the series and because she is that different she's not like an orphan that's been taken on the tardis or doctor couldn't do what he does without her yeah but could he though he'd just get on with it really i mean she I mean, yeah, okay, in Spearhead, I think she's much stronger, but then by Inferno, he's like, put your, put your coat on and go and type these numbers in for the machine for me, rather than you need, you're need you working on this. Okay, yeah, Ambassadors, she does... He does that on purpose, though, doesn't he? he, to get her out of the thing so that he can escape. Yeah, I know, but she's assisting him with the console and stuff. She's No, she is great, she is great. She's that, as I said before, she's a Zoe and a Barbara in one, I think. We announced the winner, didn't we? Yeah, we're talking about Liz. We've Sorry, I've completely gone. Liz. Sorry, I've had too many, um, too many of Petra's sandwiches. I think I don't know what she's putting. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't mean. I also can I just say I don't mean to sound sexist that Petra, Edith, Molly, they all do the catering and the cleaning. <laughs> I've had some of Greg's sausage roll as well. So. It's <laughs> That's Greg's, Greg's providing some uh, catering too. Anyway, so let's go on to <laughs> worst moment, speaking of which. Right. <laughs> You're announcing these, aren't you? Yep. And the nominees are All the Stories Set on Earth. Just that I couldn't bear the thought of being tied to one planet in one time. Too Much Fighting Unit. The Doctor's Plaster in The Ambassadors of Death. You seem to have been right about Tartalian. A lot of good it did me. And him. The ending of The Ambassadors of Death. Goodbye, gentlemen. Have a nice trip. Yep, okay. Again, another sort of production and uh, narrative mix of things that we always find. And you know what? It's not a bad list, considering. No. Let's go straight in. The Doctor's Plaster. <laughs> the most controversial thing. <laughs> like, only you and me seem to pick up on in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's, well, he's trying to be Nelly, isn't he? Yeah, that's his Nelly moment. It really annoyed me. It was just really weird. He had it on for longer than I expected. In fact, I didn't even realise it was on. I didn't see it going in the first place, and the next thing's got a plaster. Well, they're trying to make it a little bit more realism, aren't they? But um, I guess. But I was going to say, do do people know Nelly? I'll have to put a picture up of the Doctor and Nelly. I think. <laughs> 
when we say all set on earth, it's just the sameness, which is something we've talked about. And I think it's what comes when you're binging it like this. You really notice it. The stories are great. It's just a little bit samey. That's all. That's not like a criticism of the stories or it's just, it's not adventurous in that way. Sure. Yeah. We like an alien planet, however good or bad. Maybe not the web planet, but we like a planet. And then the fighting, there was a lot of fighting. Like I said to you, whether this was like inspired by James Bond sort of thing at the time to have all like this sort of gunfights, but sometimes there's a lot of it. But I think that's TV at the time. Like like we said, James Bond stuff, all the Avengers and stuff. It's action. And, you know, you're stuck on ugh, stuck on a it's soldiers and unit, and that's what they do. I think it would be very people would complain though, if you're like, oh, you've got a whole army, but they're not doing anything. You know, they've got to do something. And we get more helicopters. We like a helicopter. And then the final one was um End of Ambassadors of Death. Only because because it was just that Doctor shaking everyone's hand and leaving them to it. It's doesn't not even like shake the hands, ending, does it? Because he's like, oh, yeah, that'll go. He just walks off. It's really bizarre. It's kind of like a pff, can't be asked sort of ending. And even the way he acts that out. That's the end of the mission now. And this way he just walks from one to the other. And it's not even like. His walk why do is they even, do that? I'd like him to have got into like Bessie or something. Do you know? Like actually go. It's just this really half assed ending of like, all right, yeah, done, bye. And also everyone's just standing around, just watching him, just like end, end scene, end of a play. And it's just. Yeah, it, it didn't, you know, it didn't even like end up, you know, he could have said a line and been like, oh, well, I hope. I hope everyone gets down safely. Ha, ha, ha. Close up on the face. and an, Do you know what I mean? It was just a a wandering off set. <laughs> if he leaves, I want him to leave. Do you know what I mean? If you're going to go, I, you know, I got the whole, like, him going to shake their hands and like, oh, wait, no, that was quite a thing. But there was just nothing made of it. It was just really weird. What I would have had was the Doctor saying, well, Liz Shaw's here. She's very capable of doing it. And then Liz going, oh, but Doctor, like, I'm, I might need your help on something. And he can be like... I've got the TARDIS console to sort out. I've got other things to do. Um, hey, Brigadier, can I have some more money for my experiments? Ho, ho, ho. And then, do you know what I mean? Something like that, rather than, goodbye, everyone. Shake hand, shake hand, shake hand. Good luck. Yeah, it's just weird. Do you want to announce the winner, Mark? Uh, yes. Okay, so, worst moments. Going in the Hall of Fame with all our other worst moments is... The end of the Ambassadors of Death. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, we we haven't really had a story moment. Oh, no, I suppose we have. As a worst moment. It, we do usually pick more production things. Look, I mean, like, out of the ones that we chose, that is the worst. I mean... Maybe for me, it's because actually seven episodes, you do, event, you do invest quite a lot into the story. And to have it just fall flat... Okay, yeah, it's sorted out and Carrington's arrested and and all of that. And it does have an ending like that. But then just to have that flatness right at the end, it's a disappointment, I think. I think in that story, I was watching a bit of the audio commentary, they had, like, three different... Basically, it was like a mishmash of different scripts and they kept changing it and throwing it out and doing it. And there was, like, three different people that sort of worked on it, but then they gave the credit to one person that did... 
they sort of hashed it together from different stories so there wasn't one writer over the whole thing really i think the script editor had to put a few bits and pieces together and they sort of made it up as they went along in a way which might explain a few things yeah and then here we go probably the most important here we one go of the night. okay everyone top top up get your sausage rolls your steak bakes your terry nations your petra sandwiches Everyone get ready. All sit down at Megan's at the <laughs> all sit down at the Seeley's house. Stop playing the piano. This is it. This is the one. Here we go. The Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award. We are saying Ian's name in season seven. <laughs> and long may it continue. The nominees are Meg shooting the Auton. In Spearhead from Space. Get out of here. I'll blow a hole in you. Get back. I'm not joking. Liz being attacked by the Silurian and being okay straight away in the Silurians. What did it look like? It was like a reptile. But it walked upright, like, like a man. Liz being chased in Bessie in Ambassadors of Death. And Petra going back to fix the electric in the alternative universe in Inferno. I nearly finished the rewiring, then they had to run out of here. I only need a few more minutes. It was crazy to come back in here. There we are. All very well deserved. All women line up. Yeah, great. I mean, Liz, we've said about Liz. Um, I think she stood out because actually it's difficult, isn't it, for the heroic moment? Because you've got like the brigadier and the doctor... But they're very sort of, you know, Brigadier and the soldiers and Benson and everything. That's their job. That's what they do. It's not like no one's... What we... I mean, when I think of the nominations, it's always sort of up against the odds or somebody that's like, oh, I've really got to do this. Like Phipps in Seeds of Death, he really... He was like claustrophobic and he didn't want to go down there and he still did it anyway. Barbara running over the Daleks, she did what she had to do to get her and Jenny through. Like, it's those kind of moments, isn't it? It's not like oh, the brigadier had a punch-up. It's moments that make the characters as well, I think. Like, Petra, when she goes back, you're like, yes, alternative universe Petra. She's She gets it, she wants to help them, she's like, you know, you get that. Whereas, like, Ian fighting used to be just on this a lot, but Ian fighting is what makes Ian and like, formed his character into being the hero that he is. Well, yeah, because Ian was a school teacher that found himself having to be a gladiator or go up against the Aztecs, and he, so he had to learn to fight and do it again. It's against the odds and against the the usual of you know of of how that person is. Like he just had to do it; he didn't have a choice. It was either that or be killed by what's his name in the Aztecs. You know, so it's the same thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like with, with even the third Doctor, he's a bit more. He's not. He's a bit more capable than the other Doctors. He is the one that would fight, and he's got his. He does his thing with the shoulder and his Aikido and stuff, and he he would fight back. Whereas like, okay, the first Doctor, okay, he hit someone over the head with a vase in the Romans or whatever. That's the only fight he had. The second Doctor didn't have any fight. It was sort of up to Jamie. But you know, we didn't. There aren't any moments in this season for the Doctor because he's 
at the moment for me, he's the know-it-all and he can fight and look after himself. And okay, he's a hero in in a different sense than what we're talking about, I think. And and there wasn't really anybody else because everybody else was a bit dodgy and bad or a soldier. And, you know, we got Meg there because she's the everyday that gets a gun and tries to shoot the Auton that's in her back garden. Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) What else are you going to do? Like, and in, in some ways, Liz, although more capable, and she, I mean, she's a scientist. She's not like had that unit training because she's only just come on board, but she's ended up in that situation. It is sort of part of her job, but being, you know, flinging over a weir is not part of her job. No. <laughs> the panel for this are our Buy Me a Coffee members. Uh, they've all nominated uh, vote and. Um, I will reveal who they've decided the winner is. And the winner for the Sir Ian Chesterton Heroic Moment Award is Liz being chased in Bessie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so well deserved. Amazing. Also, very close. Very close. Very close. The votes were very, very close. It's only, you know, because we also cast our votes in that we had a winner, really. Yeah, but a lot of love for for Liz, though. So the odds were in Liz's favour as well. (laughs) (laughs) It was just for what? Yeah. But, you know, there we are. And Bessie as well. She's driving Bessie. I love that sequence. And it it was genuinely, when I first watched that, that was genuinely a shock, the way she flung herself over that weir. Really was. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, not a good idea to actually run across a weir in the first place but she was trying to get away and obviously that was the only thing she could do um also she's doing it wearing that hat absolutely amazing <laughs> like if you're gonna do it do it in a massive hat that's what i say uh... <laughs> so thank you to everyone that voted as well for that uh category we'll be carrying that on so if anyone else becomes a member in the future, you will also get a vote. So Liz, there she, yeah, she's joining all the other heroes. In <laughs> she's in there with Charlie the barman. I need to do a poster with all of the winners, don't I? Together. <laughs> yeah. Last season's winner with Phipps. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put a design together with all of them there in a row. Now we've got seven of them. So there we are. Well, I think we're going to drink up at the Sealies now. Yeah, come and join us. Yeah, uh, we got... Yeah, well, um, we can stay here all night now. We don't have to get out. There's no venue we've booked, you see. It's just someone's house, so... Until they kick us out. Or an Auton turns up at the door and tries to, like, get us. We'll be all right, won't we? Yeah. But we will be back. I'll find a a better venue. I'll get Edith back on track. She's, um... This wasn't your smartest idea, Mark, is all I'm going to say. All right, okay. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) But then we will be back for season eight next week. We have to watch the next one together, though, because it's a good one. It's a really good one. Okay. So I need to I need to see reactions. All right. So where can you find us, Mark? You can keep up to date with us on Twitter and Instagram at 2WatchWho. And you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash 2WatchWho. And we will see you next week for Terror of the Autons. 
Yes, we will. Yay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Two. Watch who.